This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. I'm the leader when it comes to advice with business, content, creation, software, taxes, investment, education, and all the hobbies that I enjoy. Also follow our podcast network, the Age of Radioverse on Instagram at Age of Radioverse. We have over 100 podcasts and we are growing strong. You can check out all those podcasts by going to ageofradio.org forward slash shows. That's ageofradio.org forward slash shows and you can also check out all those podcasts on apple you can check them out on spotify we are wherever you get your podcasts i'm sure we have something for everyone and if not we will eventually you can check me out on tiktok at age of jeremy and twitter at age of jeremy q and if you use facebook you can check out some of the posts that i put on there at age of jeremy if you want to be on this podcast and chat and you have a small business or you want to share your story and you're a content creator or influencer please email me at jeremy.quintania at ageofradio.org that's jeremy.quintania at ageofradio.org. You can check out the episode description and you'll be able to see that email and you could just reach out to me. We love stories, no matter how small, no matter how big, we just love good stories and we want to hear your story. Also make sure to check out the 2022 Freedom Conference. Our conference tickets are on sale now. You can check out my link tree in the bio. It is a wealth building conference uh, starring Coach JV. He's my business partner with 3T Warrior Academy. We will be talking about, well, he will be talking about mindset. I won't be talking on the stage, but I will be there. Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth with insurance vehicles. Crypto Influencer Bearable Bull will be live streamed in and talking about crypto. Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning, speed learning. And we also have our technical analysis team, such as Johnny Crypto, Joyful Jackie, Andrew Cashflow, Gonzo, uh, Mario, the Node Defender, Abs, who has a morning show with us uh, that he hosts along with all those people called uh, Good Morning Crypto. It's actually their whole thing. He just hosts it. So I shouldn't say that it's his show. It's all of their shows. It's all of our, it's our show, um, everybody's show. And they're doing a great job. It's called Good Morning Crypto. If you want to check it out, it is on our 3T Warrior Academy YouTube. YouTube page. It is all crypto news. Um, did I leave anybody out on that group? I, oh, and um, Selman Gee from Gee Investments. And I'm probably saying his last name wrong. So Selman, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Um, I don't know if he will be there. Hopefully he will be by the time it comes, but I don't think he's going to because he lives in Germany. And I think there are some harder restrictions on leaving and coming back in when it comes to COVID-19 from Germany. All right. 
So that being said, make sure that you get a 2022 Freedom Conference. You can also get a virtual ticket. Um, again, you can check out my bio um, in my Instagram or any of my social media platforms, or you can check down the episode description here and you can have access to my link tree where you can buy a ticket. We'd love to see you there. It's in person. Um virtual seats and in person at our Phoenix Marriott International here at 44th Street in McDowell, right off the freeway at 44th Street and the 202, I believe it is. So we would love to see you. And if we can't see you in person, love to have you streamed in. All right, let's get on with the show. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Something I can't get myself to do is a niche my channel or find a niche 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 for my channel. Um, frankly, I suck at it. And I also suck at saying the word, apparently. Um, niching means to focus on a targeted group of people, essentially. For example, if I want to be known as a leader in tax investment and business advice, which I used to say at the beginning of this podcast, then all my content uh, I would put out would have to fit into that those categories and that little category. And the truth is there is so much more exciting stuff that I want to focus on with people. So I've been studying more about infinity and the type of people, or affinity, and the, not infinity, affinity or relationships and the type of people I want to attract rather than just the people that would buy my stuff. And the truth is that I have a lifelong plan and there will be all kinds of things that I want to be involved with and frankly want to market on this channel and all of my other channels. And some of it you're going to vibe with, some of it you're not going to vibe with. It doesn't really um, matter to me. What matters to me is that I'm putting out good content that people want to watch. And if they end up buying my stuff, they end up buying my stuff. They don't end up buying my stuff. They don't end up buying my stuff. Um, And that's frankly okay with me because people will buy the stuff. Um, The problem is that we always try to do these things for some type of gain. Uh, Some do it to make side income or replace their job or some other monetary gain. Um, And and again, my goal is very monetary in nature. You know, my goal is by next year, all my bills um, are going to be paid with my Age of Jeremy brand. Um, So then that way, if something happens, you know, to diversify myself, something happens with one of the other companies or they, we need to cut my pay from it uh, to make sure that we're paying for our employees or whatever. I'm always making the money and not to speak anything negative into existence. It's just a way to diversify. Um, Just like you should diversify any of your other portfolios. If it's a portfolio with investments or a portfolio with crypto, you always want to diversify and you always want to have hedges to make sure that you always have something going. And that's how you can always um, keep moving forward in my opinion. And so I want to, I want to be able to pay for all my bills with the age of Jeremy brand. But what I don't want to happen is to make content based solely on monetary gain. I just want to make the content that I would like and the content that I would like to watch um, and try to push it out there to find like-minded people that want to watch that same kind of content. And um, the question that I, that I, think about a lot of the times when I think about this is, you know, will that work? And the answer is yes. You know, however, it is slow if you try to create your presence without niching or niching or niching in in one specific thing. And and so it's going to take a lot of time, but I think there are some things that you can do to speed it up. And that's what I've been spending a lot of time on lately um, is, is trying to figure out how to 
speed that up or try to put myself out there where I'm putting out content consistently, doing the right things to make sure that that content is growing. And that's really what I want to talk about right now because I don't want to pigeonhole myself into, um, uh, I don't want to pigeonhole myself into saying that you should always niche when it comes to your business. Now, if you have an actual storefront business, there are some things that maybe you should do. But like me, you know, I'm a personality or trying to become a personality, trying to become an influencer, trying to become, you know, the Jeremy Brand, who is also the chief financial officer of 3T Warrior Academy, the co-founder of 3T Warrior Academy, the chief executive officer of Age of Radio, the co-founder of Age of Radio. Um, we've invested, uh, I've created a digital asset company called Q Digital that owns my portion of Phoenix crypto assets, that owns my portion of Collecti Labs. And so as I build all of these different passive income vehicles and these other different investment vehicles and all of my family businesses and get the family to be involved with it, then I want to also make sure that they're building their individual brands and that we don't just get pigeonholed into just being a business so that we can all be influencers and growers and um uh, and be able to create this other type of content to share all this stuff. So we're not just, just one type of person, kind of like how Elon Musk is the Elon Musk brand, but then he's also the CEO of both SpaceX and Tesla. Now, I think no niching or niching is becoming more commonplace because it is essentially pushing influencers into a corner of content they're getting tired of creating. So to my original example, if I was just going out there creating content that was just based about investment taxes and tax advice, then I would get bored with all that content. And frankly, that a lot of that content would have to repeat itself. And the idea is that Lots of us have hobbies and, and, and I love learning new stuff and I'm hoping that you're learning, love to learning new stuff. And I like making content and I hope you like making content and lots of us like making content and we like making content about the new things that we're learning and I want to be able to share that. So I guess the question comes down to how do you grow without having a niche? And so the first thing is, you have to look at what are you interested in. Even though you like lots of stuff, there's probably a finite amount of things that take up your time. So when I think about myself and I sat down and I made a list, the things that I thought about, um, about what I like, I think of business. I really love business. I went to business school. I have a master's in business, I have a master's or a, a, a master's in business administration. I have a bachelor's in finance. I have a bachelor's in accounting. I have almost a certificate in Java development. So business is a big part of my life. I own businesses. You know, I like investing. Um, it's a big part about a finance degree is investing or a finance degree, depending on what part of the world you're in. Um, I enjoy fitness. I enjoy gaming. I enjoy language learning. I enjoy education and science. I enjoy religion and mysticism. Kind of weird because I also enjoy science. But most everything I do in my life really encompasses one of these things. And what's great about this is my love for my family business kind of falls into business. My love for math falls in education and science, crypto can fall into investing. And this is really everything that I love doing. So I know what my content is. It's business, investing, fitness, gaming, language learning, education and science, religion and mysticism. And I create content that encompasses all of those things. So 
that is really what I love doing. So I know that that's my content. There are also things that people ask me about there. They, that, and when they ask me certain questions, it's kind of really reinforcing what my expertise is. So a lot of people ask me questions about taxes. They ask me a lot of questions about crypto. They ask me a lot of questions about investing, how to make passive income. Those are things that I'm known for. Um, businesses reach out to me to help with their chief, uh, to, with their chief financial du- officer duties. Even if I don't own their company, they ask me to look over financial report. So there's things that I'm really good at that people ask me and that's my expertise. So I can therefore know, right? Cause that's my expertise that I should be making content that kind of goes out there that explains some of that stuff. Um, now I think about this stuff a lot. So maybe you don't know what stuff you are consistently posting out in the world, or maybe you don't know what people actually think of, of when they think of you or what kind of content is related to you. So here's some questions that you can ask yourself. So if you don't have a pen and paper or if you're driving, maybe look at the timestamp on this and remember how to come back to this. But these are the questions that you want to ask yourself. What's in your browser history? And not in a negative way, but in a positive way. What's in your browser history? What is the stuff that you were looking for on the internet? This can really tell you where your time and interest is going. What kinds of questions do you get on your social media? Do people ask you about, say, taxes like they ask me about taxes? Do they ask you about crocheting if you post stuff about crocheting? If you post stuff about video games, do they ask you questions about those video games? Do they ask you about how you do your hair, where you get your clothes? At some point, if you are on social media, either your friends, family, or people that follow you have asked you questions. This can provide a lot of insight. You can also ask um, your partner what he thinks your interests are, or maybe your family members, what they think of when they think of you. I know that sounds crazy, but those people, they know you. They know you for something. Ask them. When someone talks to me about games, my wife always says that I love games. People know that I love games. Anybody that comes in contact with someone that knows me, for the most part, if they're a good friend and they bring up games, they should say, oh, Jeremy plays that. Jeremy plays Dungeons and Dragons. Jeremy likes video games. That's my life. And most people know me for that. So that should be the kind of content that I'm making, right? And all this goes back to, if you don't like the content you are making, people will see that you're not producing content that you enjoy. So the number one thing is you have to find out what kind of content you want to make and what you're good at and what you like so that you're having fun making that content. Okay, so the second thing that you need to do after you get your interest is you need to realize that success leaves clues. So now that you know the kind of stuff that you want to make, then go look at what leaders in that list are doing, right? So in my case, business, investing, fitness, gaming, language learning, I'm going to go search those on podcasts or on uh, blogs or on YouTube videos. I'm going to see what the main people in that space are doing. For example, I would love to make a review for Triangle Strategy. It's a new strategy game for Switch that I'm quickly falling in love with. I just posted some pics on my Twitter, so check it out at Jeremy Q. No, wait, at Age of Jeremy Q on Twitter. Um, and to be honest, I'd like to make more videos about my reviews of games, whether they're board games or video games. Now, Triangle Strategy, it came out on Friday, March 4th. While it was downloading, I knew that I kind of wanted to make some content for it at some point. So um, on the 5th, which was Saturday, I looked at what the top viewed videos 
did in regards to showcasing the triangle strategy game by Square Enix. So my plan is to do something similar, but try to do it in my own way. And frankly, like I said before, you can do this with podcasts, you can do this with blogs, you can do this with anything. This allows you to follow what all these different niches are doing so you can have more reach. Essentially, you're niching down inside of each niche. You should follow these people. You should take notes on them. You should study them. You should follow them on socials, engage with their followers, dive in deep to learn what they are doing because they didn't get there by accident. And all of the people that are successful, they leave clues and some of them tell you exactly what they did. So it makes sense to go and deep dive into their content. People like sharing what they did to become successful to help other people come successful. And that's one of the best things about this new community of content creators that we have, the YouTube creators, the Twitch creators, the, um, the Instagram live creators, the Instagram TV creators, the TikTok creators, they want other people to be successful. Most of them will share and they will tell you flat out what they did. And if they don't, like I said, they're going to leave some clues along the way. So you want to figure out what those clues are and you want to replicate to them. So this is just the beginning of growing a non-niche channel. Now you want to, the third thing is you want to find gateway content. This really only works on distribution platforms where you can see how many, um, how, how much a piece of content has been heard or viewed and how many listeners or subscribers a piece of content has. So for example, we're going to use YouTube and to, um, uh, and I'm going to use a triangle strategy as my uh, example again, because again, triangle strategy is great. If you have a Nintendo switch and you like strategy games, you should go play it. No, I'm not sponsored by it. I just love the game so much that I want other people to play it. Okay. So what I did is I went on YouTube and I typed in triangle strategy in my YouTube search. The fifth or sixth video that came up was player essence. He's a YouTuber. He has 86,000 subscribers and that's really a lot to the beginner, but it's not really in the scheme of things, but he only had 86,000 uh, subscribers and he was top six. And so he was the lowest amount of subscribers, but top really high. This was again, a top search result. So what you want to do is look at the following when it comes to him being placed so high up in the algorithm. So you want to look at the thumbnail. You want to watch the video. You want to look at the description, see if he used how, what hashtags he used, how the, um, the uh, video title was created or what it says in the title. Um, and, and just off the top, when I was looking at this, when, when I look at that, he was the top six, he had really the best some thumbnail of all of the top six. And then I think number two had the second best thumbnail. The other three didn't even have thumbnails, um, but they had a lot of reach. Like I think one might've been like a really big video game channel. Um, if I remember correctly, again, I'm recalling this from Saturday. So that is going to have a great deal to do with it, depending on what it is that they did. And again, like I said, player essence had an amazing thumbnail. So so do this in your areas, those things that you are interested in to find or to figure out how to rank in all the videos that you create. And this will help your non-niche content get in the top search results and start growing faster. Let's take a quick break and then we'll go over a few more tips. Okay, I have two more tips that I want to go over to help grow your non-niche channel. And then I want to talk a little bit about what we call tap. So you have to get really good at keywords. That's not what tap is. <laughs> so the fourth tip is you have to get really good at keywords. This goes for everything. 
Use popular words in your title based on top search words. You can utilize top keywords, but then what you do is you niche down your video and look up top keywords for that. And one of the best things that you can use is a keyword explorer of some kind. Um, I'm not going to talk about it here, so go do some research and integrate a, key, a keyword explorer into how you're doing this. Now, you want to integrate both keywords into your title video and description video. So let's think of triangle strategy. It it should have strangle strategy in it, obviously, because that's the name of the game. But let's say I wanted to talk specifically about the strategy aspect of it and how that could relate to business. I can make a title like triangle strategy review and why it's good for your small business. Now I'm just using this in as an example because I like talking about the benefits of strategy games and business ownership. Um, but that is essentially the idea behind this concept. You want to niche down the topic while at the same time making it broad. And you should really do this for all your videos to set your title and description apart from the other videos. But what's great about that is when someone just types in maybe triangle strategy, yours is going to skyrocket to the top of the search algorithm. And again, it's not going to work 100% every time, but if you continue to do this, you will see a large type of growth in your YouTube strategy. Now, the fifth thing that I want to talk about before I talk about tap um, is to make sure to research your breakthrough content. So I've had a few breakout podcasts. I don't have my YouTube channel going yet. Um, and But on my podcast, one of them is my Ethereum content. Now, I made an Ethereum podcast about Ethereum and how to utilize Ethereum and it had a really catchy title and it's had probably the most downloads I've had in a long time. Now, this can help and and so th this is this looking at this type of breakout content this can help you figure out what kind of what kinds of your content people are listening or watching. Then you can go look other keywords up associated with those breakthrough videos. And then you want to put out some of that content or do a few more pieces of content about your breakthrough content that gained more traction. So I, it would probably be better if I did some more crypto style videos or podcasts, I guess. And I talked more about the ins and outs of certain types of cryptocurrencies, like maybe Bitcoin, Solano, ADA, not a huge fan of Ada Stellar, which is XLM, XRP. If I deep dive in some of that content and, and then I could probably get some good traction because apparently the people that are listening to me like that type of stuff and people don't really understand that stuff. So, which is neat, especially if people are listening to that and they look to me as an authority or I'm explaining it in a way that they understand. And that's what that benefit is to um, taking advantage of looking at what videos you have or podcasts that you have or blogs that you have that have broken out and trying to replicate what it was that you did in that specific uh, piece of content. Okay. So these are the beginning things that you can do, but what about selling these, these people, your products or services, right? At the end of the day, if we're creating content, whether we are just selling ads to people or we actually have a product or service that we want to sell, we want to be able to create leads off of our content. That's really the purpose of content marketing, um, unless your pieces of content are just for entertainment purposes and you want to sell ads. Or better yet, maybe you just want to do it for fun. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. But at the end of the day, there might become a time and place where you want to sell them something or talk about something that you're interested in and get them to buy. You're going to have so many people with so many interests. Well, that's okay. And that is because people have interests and hobbies and they have a life. So what you want to do is you want to tap your customer. It's a target audience persona. Once you get multiple people, once you get, excuse me, 
Once you get multiple pieces of content going, you can start to get an idea of the overall look and feel, and you can create a target audience persona. So what is that? This is something that people also refer to as an avatar. This is your ideal listener or your ideal ideal audience member. This is the person you want to emotionally connect with your content, right? So you have a piece of content and you want to emotionally connect that content with this person. So what are some of the things you may want to think about when creating your avatar? You want to think about age. You want to think about gender. You want to think about location. You want to think about career, ethnicity, relationship status, family, personality, hobbies, financial status, and and what their motivations are and their challenges are. And the motivational challenges or motivation and challenges is really important because these are the emotional things that you want to speak to when you are speaking to your avatar. Again, you don't need to share this with anyone. This is just for you. Just like I'm not going to share my avatar with you right now, but we could do an example and say, you know, maybe my my avatar is someone between the ages of 25 and 35, predominantly male in the Glendale area. Their career is in something tech related. I could even maybe go even deeper into saying with um, game development related or um or mathematical related or science related. Um, they're probably, probably, I'm guessing maybe their ethnicity is, you know, white or Hispanic. Relationship status is uh, probably single, maybe married. Again, I'm not, I'm using these as an example. They have a family, maybe they have two kids. Their personality is they, they might be shy, um, but they really like maybe wanting to create content, but don't know how to do it. Um, their hobbies are video games, board games, you know, investment. Investments, trading, you know, math, development, you know, geeky things, I guess. Their financial status is probably around $75,000 a year. Um, and their motivation challenges or their, their challenges and what motivates them is the doing stuff for their family or being able to break away from their corporate job and live the life that they want to live and maybe just make content for a living, I'm guessing. I don't know. And I'm just using this as an example. But now I have all of these things. And when I'm creating content, I want to try to speak to that person, that avatar. And sometimes you may find out that that avatar is you because you're making content that you would enjoy. And so you might want to, when you're speaking to your audience, you might be speaking to them as if you're talking to yourself, right? And that's something that's really, really impactful and important and how you can really, really grow your audience. And that's really how you can grow a non-niche channel because everything doesn't have to be niched down. Now, what is great about this is there may be a relationship that all of your listeners have or like that brings them all together. So you want to incorporate your products and services, emotions and feelings into your avatar. So when you speak to people, they will one day resonate with whatever it is that you're trying to sell them, even if it is just advertising that you're selling them. Maybe it's like Disney Plus or something, and you're trying to get people to buy Disney Plus to make some money for your channel to maybe buy something new for it. Um, or, or, Or you're doing it where you're just making this content to sell something from your business. There are emotions that go into products and services, and that's what you want to speak to. And so you want to speak to those as well and build that into your avatar. And like I said, maybe you don't have your own products or services and maybe you're just going to sell someone else's advertising someday. Either way, there's emotions tied up with this stuff. Now, 
I got a lot of these great ideas from some YouTubers, so I want to give them some praise. Uh, Sunny Lenarduzzi, and I'm pronouncing her name wrong. That's L-E-N-A-R-D-U-Z-Z-I, and Aaron On Demand. There's going to be links for them in my episode description, so you can click on them and check them out and go watch their content, the original content that they created, um, because they did a great job. And while I was researching, not only uh, for myself and for this podcast, the stuff that they had talked about, I thought was fantastic, and I wanted to integrate it into my own content. Um, so that does it for the show. Don't forget about our freedom conference. It's on sale, um, uh, for April 22nd and 23rd virtual seats are available for sale as well. A link to the conference, uh, conference page is in the episode description. You can also check out my link tree in my social media bio and in the episode description. Thank you. And remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.